You are listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Hey, this is Ninja with artist interviews for Chirp Radio. I'm hanging out with Sophia from Cold Beaches. How's your day going today? It's going swimmingly. If I'm not mistaken, you got to play your first show in a while recently. How was that? I did. It was amazing. Thank you for asking. Um, It sold out. I'm really happy with it. All the bands were so good. You know, I felt kind of fulfilled for the first time in a really long time. My ego has been significantly and efficiently uh, stroked, feeling great. What was the what was the first song that you played on stage? Like you kind of have to like think about that, right? Because like it's right. like your your return. So what was that moment like? What did you play? We actually played the first track of Drifter because I think it sets the tone for a fun time. It's funny because Reno Cruz, which is a, an amazing artist, they played this beautiful kind of like sweet ballad soft set and i was telling my bandmates watching it like i was about to cry it was so beautiful and slow and soft and then i was like wow the vibes in here are going to change so significantly when we go on because we went over like let's go you know like we were we were ready (laughs) so um the thing about ride is that the the track starts with open strings Because I thought it would be cool that when I would play it, didn't know that I would end up playing it live like over a year after the release or whatever, that I would just be tuning my guitar with the amp on and then start playing the song and you would not be able to tell. So it kind of catches people by surprise. People seemed to be really into it. They were having a good time, it seemed. And I had this headpiece on that I was worried was going to get caught in my hair or fall off. And it didn't because I had like 50 bobby pins in it. What's the headpiece? Dude, I have it right next to me, actually. It's all messed up now because of the show, of course. It's literally a headband with freaking zip ties, like 50 zip ties sticking out of it. So it looks like a like a halo crown just like a bunch of silver spikes and it's spray painted silver so it looks not like zip ties i bought it off at etsy it's really overpriced for what it is is that like one of those like you're in pandemic and you're like i can't wait to play a show and you find that thing and you're like this this is the first show or was that something that you just bought on a whim for something else i knew that i wanted the band to wear all black with a silver piece of jewelry they didn't have any jewelry so i bought them all a chain and made them wear all black and so I was just looking for like chains for them and I saw that headpiece and I was like dog that would be so fun so drifter came out like a year ago officially is this though the first time you've gotten to play these songs live oh yeah Uh, excluding you know solo live streams which is nowhere near the same the anticipation of getting to do that you release this album it's such a good album and you're like there's such energetic songs like they lend themselves to being heard in a live space right 
So you're like just like sitting on them and practicing them or like, did you just like put them away for six months? How did you deal with that waiting game? Well, the funny thing is I was already playing a waiting game prior to the pandemic. My publicist, there was something going on with the calendar and it was supposed to like drop in the winter of like 2019, 2020. So we were going to do April. But when the pandemic hit, he was like, it's going to be two weeks, just hang out. You're still going on tour in July. So right before you go on tour, you know, we'll release the album, you'll do the release show, whatever. And when the awful George Floyd and Black Lives Matter things started to transpire, which was so hard, you know, for everybody. I really didn't want to release the album. I just wanted to give space for people to speak about important issues. And I really didn't think it was the time amongst all of this tragedy and loss to um, be like, listen to my band, Uh, check it out, you know, look at me. But I was under contract to release it that summer. So the end of July, they were like, we can't postpone it anymore. You got to drop it. After that, couldn't do rehearsals. You know, I'm immunocompromised, so I had to really buckle down. And then we booked the show and we did like a hyper tons of rehearsals for like a month. Are you going to tour on this album still or play a lot of live around this album? Or do you have new stuff that you're kind of like itching to work on or do live? Maybe you already did some of your new stuff live. What do I know? Yeah, I actually did play an unreleased song that I wrote like a million years ago. You know, it just takes so long to get stuff out, right? So like the Drifter songs, I started writing those probably a few years ago. So there's always like this little delay that I've been sitting on and the next album's probably going to have some really old songs as well. Yeah, I have a lot of new material. I'm actually hoping to release a synth pop album eventually that's interesting i know it's it's grown and changed quite a bit since you started it back in virginia so maybe talk a little bit about like the changes in the band like and then and how that's impacted the sound going through the years i had a band before cold beaches which was basically the same thing i wrote all the music i booked all the shows i rehearsal recording time all that stuff but we were credited as a band and then when it broke up when i moved away graduated high school early to go on that tour and denied several colleges it broke up my heart was broken and shattered because there i was like paying rent for the first time 17 and i met connor wood who i started the band with it was just me and connor until he passed away but i still wrote all all the music and everything. But Connor was like kind of the one who was always there consistently. But I also have musicians in Chicago. Currently, we got Ethan Tenyas on drums, Ben Maroney on bass and my roommate, Emmeline Myers on lead. The writing process has never changed, really. It's kind of always been just I'm in my underwear in my room doing some form of tomfoolery on the piano or the guitar. The only changes that have happened have been more my personal development and curiosity as a musician and as a writer. Piano is my first instrument. I love synth. Always was afraid to do synth stuff because it's hard to execute that properly live, but I'm feeling brave. That's very cool. And that was going to be one of my other questions too, is like, well, if you play both those instruments, if you have a, an affinity for one over the other. I mean, guitar is just, it, it started that way just because I thought to be in a rock band when I was like 14, that it had to be <laughs> the guitar. It never even occurred to me. You know, I had no clue. I am curious, what made you choose Chicago? Was there, because you came out from Richmond, Virginia. There's lots of East Coast cities, but right. it's Chicago. Why yeah. That? Uh, you know, it shocked me too. 
I wanted to move to New York because Richmond, which is an incredible music scene, it's a it's a small city, but it has such a big scene. It's insane. I moved there when I was 17. I lived there for a few years and it was like, all right, I'm going to release this album. I'm going to be in Richmond Magazine. Then I'm going to go on tour and then I'm going to release the album, be on Richmond Magazine, go on tour. Like kind of felt the same. We're going to play at the same venue and it's going to be great. So I wanted to strive for something bigger and everybody thinks New York in Richmond and then they don't last six months and they move back. So I was a little daunting. And then I actually ran into some Chicago musicians while I was on tour in Philadelphia through this weird circumstance where my credit card got canceled because I was traveling so much. I was trying to book a hotel at the same hotel they were staying at so we could like hang out. And they were like, oh no, like I'll, I'll front you. So they helped me get a room. And then one of their band members got locked out of their room and had to crash on the couch of my room. And we stayed up all night talking about, you're moving to New York? Like, you're not moving to New York. You're, you're coming to Chicago. Have you ever even been to Chicago? Like, when are you off tour? August, so are we. You're going to visit us. And I did, and it was great. What was the name of the band? Are they still around? Yeah, yeah. Um, the person who egged me on is the um, incredibly talented Colin Kroom. And that was during a Twin Peaks tour. And I was on tour with Cold Beaches. And we just sometimes had some overlap. And over the years prior to moving here, we just ended up being friends through that happenstance. And then we would just hang out whenever. So I, Look to me like during the pandemic, you started doing a lot of work with video games, like either like <laughs> composing music for them or like playing them on Twitch. Tell me a little bit about your video game career. Is that a, is that a new thing? Is that always been a thing? Yeah, um, <laughs> it's funny because I've kind of always been a bit of a nerd and I guess it's cool to be a nerd now but when I was growing up it certainly was not and I was bullied tremendously for it but I, I've always loved video games I think it sparked another form of curiosity with my creativity just seeing how these developers could create worlds and stories and dialogue and on top of that they have incredible musicians just orchestrating beautiful compositions to execute these feelings and I thought it was really interesting and over the pandemic I was able to actually play video games again because before I was touring a lot and I was never really able to go back into it as much as I did when I was in say high school. So yeah, I started playing video games and I, you know, now that I'm older, I was like, you know what? Like I would love nothing more than to be able to score something like a video game or a movie where instead of it being about me, 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 it would be like, this is about this. Can you make a song when this happens, you know, and just kind of more instrumental orchestration, more like about the instruments and trying to pull off certain feelings instead of just I'm feeling this and that's what I'm going to play, you know. Recently, I downloaded a, this is very ambitious of me, a Unity engine, which is an engine where you can create video games. And I'm learning how to code in C Sharp so that I can make this like 2D platformer game. And it, if it ever gets finished, which is likely not to because it's very difficult, I, I want to score it and write some poetry, some dialogue, create a little experience. It's not going to be like a full-fledged thing, but it would be nice to present my music in a new way. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I really appreciate it. This has been Ninja with Sherp Artist Interviews, uh, talking to Sophia from Cold Beaches. Thank you so much. (laughs) 
Thank you. This has been an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find this and more interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. 